Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Tipsy Tenants Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Borak, and today we I am in Prospect Park, Tennis Center, Brooklyn, New York, filming in uh, the head director's office. Does he know we're here? No. Should we be drinking alcohol? No. But we are doing it anyway for this in the spirit of Tipsy Tennis. Today, my guest is uh, one of the workers here at Prospect Park. Worker is an understatement. Uh, veteran is more accurate. Journeyman, I'm surprised you're not running this place by now. Longtime friend. However, without further ado, I bring to you Kenji, K Bagel, K Dog, K Turn, Kenji Sun, Michelle. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Adam. All right, so we are in episode uh, five of the podcast, uh, and we are upping the stakes, taking a shot to start off this one. This episode is brought to you by Proper Number 12, McGregor's whiskey brand, Irish Whiskey. Cheers. We are drinking out of Dixie Cups. Cheers for that. Mr. Kenji Michaud, how do you say cheers in Japanese? Kampai. Kampai. Thoughts on the whiskey? pretty good pretty smooth it is pretty smooth uh, I really like this one this episode is also also brought to you by Heineken not that they're sponsored they just brought us together so Kenji welcome to the podcast thank you tell us uh, you were a bit of a late bloomer when it comes to tennis why don't you uh, take us through a little bit how you got started on that front I didn't start tennis till I was 17 I actually started here at the Prospect Park Tennis Center uh, in the junior development program. Wow. That was the first time I held a racket and hit some balls. Why? What What got you into it? What, what made you start at 17? Well, I mean, I started piano when I was seven, so that was pretty much my, uh, my work, <laughs> so to speak. I, it wasn't really forced upon me, but it was like my parents <clears throat> wanted me to do an activity other than going to school and coming back and doing homework so. yeah that's the only time you don't have any responsibilities so it's like yeah are you gonna dick around and play video games all day or are you gonna like go right. through some stress but then later on yeah ho- i mean a lot of yeah a lot of my other friends though were like doing soccer did baseball they did tennis but i ended up doing piano so about tennis <laughs> um cheers by the way just came uh through one of my other friends who had been taking lessons here at the tennis center prior he was like oh you want to join a program i'm in i'm like yeah sure why not do you remember the first time you played tennis yeah i think it was it took a little bit of time but i think i had a slight advantage over some of the other players was was the hand-eye coordination um, from doing playing a lot of piano, I'm looking at the music while my hands are moving, so I feel like I could also watch the ball and hit at the same time pretty well. So I think that gave me a little bit of a the next level, so to speak. That makes a lot of sense. Playing. You need a lot of touch with piano. Very, very gentle, you know, hands. Yeah. Which paired with the hand-eye coordination, see a beginner, intermediate player where there's nothing wrong with the stroke per se. But they just don't have that feel of the feel ball, the you know ball. what I mean? Yeah. And what do you do now for the for the tennis center? Currently, I am the program coordinator here at the tennis center. So I help 
run or assist in the programming such as the junior program which is the biggest thing here at the tennis center adult group classes setting up lessons and other managerial stuff that goes on what is something a parent has said that has made you snap back at them if you have not verbally like face to face but i've definitely written like a couple of angry emails in in my in my time (laughs) oh what did the parent do to piss you off so much well an instance that is pretty recent i i guess i would say is a parent reached out to me back in august saying they wanted their kid to get in the indoor program twice a week tournament training and i simply told them i have no idea what that's going to look like because we're still trying to finish up the summer but you could reach back out to me again later in september october and basically it turned to be like a he said she said thing where it was like well he said this but i didn't say it in that way you just didn't listen to me Mm -hmm. but this is kind of all through email Mm -hmm. but it ended up being that she complained to me i wrote back like a whole essay and then i just said i told my my boss nigel you need to take care of this i i can't deal with this anymore What's uh, what's your favorite memory from Prospect Park working the summer camp here? It's a good question. I've done it for 12 years now, 11 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, but earlier when I was just a regular counselor, I loved being out there with the kids. You know, I, I like playing with the older kids because we could hit, but there's something about younger kids that I just love their vibe, their energy. They just love to compete still and say, oh, I beat I beat you, I beat the counselor. You know, they have a lot of fun, so I get a lot of joy out of that. Aimed at some of the counselors and the, the pros just for, for fun. You know, while they're not looking, just snipe a ball from court one to court five and just hope it doesn't hit one of the kids, <laughs> you know? But <laughs> just kind uh, of a fun little thing to do. Yeah, and I know a thing or two of uh, launching balls from court five to court one. all we know is that there's a story so you don't admit to doing anything but I'm just gonna say a lady was hit with a tennis ball at 11 o'clock at night but it's not just any order right outside (laughs) a tennis center she just happened to be in a wheelchair reading a book not even watching anybody play tennis She she was just parked there and got hit and so you know you whose fault is it if you're gonna be parked outside a tennis center and you get hit by a ball okay so the nino the follow-up was that after adam had told me about what happened whoa no names who's adam oh i told you about this go on after (laughs) you had told me about this there's one day at work i see a woman in a wheelchair coming into the tennis center I kind of thought about it again because she's like, oh, I need to speak to the director, the manager here. I was I was hit with a tennis ball and then I need to speak to somebody about it. And I was just dying on the inside because I knew I was sh- like, shit, I think this is the woman that that was hit with a tennis ball. So I immediately texted Adam and I said, guess who came to the tennis center today? After after she had left, of course. Um, it was but, like two or three weeks after the matter? Yeah, after the matter. <laughs> you know, it, it wasn't like a day later, right? But 
and um, Adam took a little bit of time to respond so I was like you know what let me just call him I think you were actually at the US Open at the yeah, time I think so. yeah when I called you and I just basically said who was there you were naming off celebrities blah 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 and I said uh, it's the woman that you hit with the tennis ball <laughs> and, and you didn't answer for a little bit but uh, you were just like in a little bit of a state of shock you know I don't know how you responded but you just kind of laughed like you just did just now oh, but uh, it, it was it was really funny but no, nothing came out of it like come on you're not it's the first a, person it's a public court yeah. you know it's balls are flying out of the the fenced area all the time they hit cars even too yeah so so i have a i have a more personal question okay is it true that you uh when you're not working at the prospect park tennis center you are a high-end lingerie photographer <laughs> I, I will plead the fifth on this question all right uh, next question um if you could slap one player on tour who would it be no consequences as hard as it can with the back of your right hand male or female <laughs> oh I, I mean it, oh you know like oh <laughs> i said slap not spank well okay well <laughs> Could, well, I want to slap Djokovic right across the. You want to slap Djokovic? Yeah. Why Djokovic? You know, ever since uh, once once COVID started becoming a real problem throughout the world, and he ended up hosting a a tournament in his in his hometown or somewhere in in Serbia. I think it was in Belgrade, but yeah, um, you know doing a, a tournament with with, with <clears throat> spectators <throat> and tennis players alike and they ended up getting covid oh, a bunch of people got COVID. yeah i just like i i had i respected him as a tennis player but since that happened i've lost all respect for him because it was just so stupid I'm Probably sure there, some other people have the same the same uh <laughs> i'm sure other people share yeah. the same sentiment yeah um if you could spank one tennis player on tour, who would it be? Again, male or female. <laughs> we live in a progressive society. You could spank whoever you want to. Well, you can't, but in your mind you can. I've, I've never really been asked that question before. But I, I haven't really seen her play much lately, but Jeannie Bouchard. Jeannie? Bro, you're one of those guys. That's like low hanging fruit. Oh, Jesus, man! Here you go. Did, did did you not did did you not have any like? Oh yeah, she's, like. Oh, she's gorgeous. I have I I uh, I even have a, I have a photo with her at the U.S. Open. I think it was like. What about two years Camila ago. Georgie? You know who I who I'm a real sucker for. Garby. She's half Spanish, half uh, uh, Venezuelan. Mm. She's awesome. The other crush that I I have as well retired though. Is uh, Anna Ivanovich. Oh, Anna Ivanovich, was... right. <clears throat> Great. You know she's married to uh, Bastian Schweinsteiger? He was playing for Germany when they won the World Cup uh, okay. a few years ago against Argentina Got it. in the final. How do you think tennis is going to evolve without Federer and Adal or Djokovic in the next few years? Oh, I mean, I think... I, I honestly think it's it's... 
trying to find out who these next-gen players really are. Like, they just had the, the next-gen finals in what? Brandon Nakashima. Brandon Nakashima, down in... Um, Love this guy. In... Uh, Torino. No, Milan. Milan, yeah. Then there were... The, the only real player that I knew who was playing in it was Nakashima. Mm-hmm. That was the only name I heard. The other ones I wasn't really sure about at all. Um, so I think, like... I think it's really anybody's game. These 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 players are playing really well. They're playing great tennis. Anywhere around the world, the, even singles has has the doubles. But this is the only one that's shown shown the singles. I so believe. So you've never played on a singles court, have you? No, I've always had the doubles alley they're, next to me. <clears throat> they're more common than you think, especially in Europe. Mm. They even have one. They had one in McCarran, I think, as well. Why they have a singles court on this one? is beyond me i think it's just something like new something fresh to look at uh like especially with the fast forward Mm -hmm. format which for professional tennis uh i'm not really a big fan of but for like personal playing i think the three out of five fast four is the best format out there if you want to play a match against somebody that gives the opportunity for the most amount of like swings like, imagine you were playing against somebody who was, like, you know, a, a weaker opponent. If you played him two out of three sets, three out of five sets, you're going to, you know, let you're going to win every single set. But if you played him, let's say, best of seven tiebreakers, he might be able to sneak in a tiebreaker or two. Right, right. You know, you just make a couple loose mistakes, and bing, bang, boom, the tiebreaker's done, and, and you, you just lost it. And so that's what I think the fast four opens the door to. But only the three out of five format. Mm-hmm. The two out of three format oh, no, that, that, I, that yeah. I've been seeing in a lot right. of like like beginner junior mm-hmm. tournaments is just, in my opinion, just a complete waste of time to right. play two out of three fast four. But three out of five is an amazing format. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the fast four? I think we could implement it even, you know, we're, we're actually sort of trying with the tournament training players here at the tennis center. Um, for the kids is to have them have the opportunity or the time to play uh, sets before the end of class, like the last 30 minutes. So they play each other or they play another kid from a different court, and we actually do it in the fast four format, but with with the allotted time that we have. You well, know, it's not set that it's three out of five, but you could at least maybe get two sets in, perhaps. It's, it's funny. I would... Uh, I. <clears throat> I would. I was in the same program, and I would always play sets. You don't have, like, you go. You do some drills. You do some, uh, whatever you do during it. And the last, like, let's say, forty-five minutes would yeah. be match play. Mm-hmm. Um, I would always just start my ma- my sets from two all, which is a fa- is essentially the same thing it's as a fast thing, forward. Right. You have the rhythm of serving out a full game, mm-hmm. rather than, you know, alternating. Right. In a tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. From your time growing up here at the tennis center playing in the junior program and then eventually like covering some junior program classes like what do you think has it changed or has it really been kept the same or do you see any improvement or I'm gonna be biased and say when I was a junior the competition was much higher okay yeah I mean the way I kind of judge any junior program is really you could have the best coaches and the best facilities and stuff like that, but at the end of the day, these kids need to be playing tournaments and they need to have some sort of result in these tournaments. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying they need to be, you know, top 
20, 30, 50 in the East, right. something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, top 100 is still plenty good. Do you guys still do the free court time? Yeah, we still do the junior open court time. Yeah, it's been it's actually becoming more popular. Where I've gotten today in my in my tennis career, had to it started with the junior program over here. But the free court time that uh, you guys give to the junior players was literally the difference between night and day for me. My name is on the wall, which is pretty cool as well. Growing up in New York City and trying to play tennis is very expensive. And the fact that I had a, an indoor place where I could play for free, that really helped me push my own tennis game. I mean, this is where I started playing here when I was like five, six years old before they even had like a clubhouse. They literally just had yeah, trailers. Trailers, yeah. You know, the, these aren't just tennis courts. This is a this is a community. This is yeah. the people that see each other every single time they you know they come to play. Like that's why you choose a certain tennis center. Like you, there are courts depending where you are. There are courts everywhere. It brings me to the tennis court. That's what brings us here you know for the podcast you know brings people together and so uh, I mean, I, I'm excited to see how this place is gonna establish itself moving into the this like next chapter in its uh, lifetime with the construction I mean we've already delayed it one year I think that you know we've already heard and seen some you know disappointment from some of the community members that they really enjoy an outdoor atmosphere um, when playing tennis, that's going to be a you know killer. that that's the real big thing is the at outdoor atmosphere. They enjoy the sun, they enjoy <sighs> you know the the different v variables of like the wind, you know everything, everything playing outdoors, and you know I understand their perspective. It's nice to feel a hot beating sun sometimes, and you're playing tennis, you're sweating, it feels good to be out there, but at the same time I'm looking at it like, okay, well. The summertime, the tennis center, it's it's public, you know, we, we enjoy having the public come here and play tennis, but at the same time, we lose a lot of money, a lot of money. If it rains, our courts get washed out, and you know, like, unfortunately our courts take longer to maintain and get ready, so we could be out for a day and a half, two days. So pros don't work. Luckily, we only have the summer program. is probably the only program that runs when it rains, adult program, anything else. So a lot of the pros lose money. And, you know, I feel for them, you know. So I think it's, it's definitely going to be disappointing to some members of the community. But I think, you know, having year-long tennis um, will be good. Do you hope to become the director of Prospect Park Tennis Center one day? I had a feeling that <laughs> question may come up. Um, listen, you know, um, I'm I'm on a track to eventually be higher up in managerial, if not assistant director of programs or assistant director of the tennis center, even the director of the tennis center. But I know right now my focus is to keep producing. The work I need to do. Um, I definitely, my focus is the junior development program is to really see these kids develop over the years, um, getting them into the program, experiencing tennis, um, whether they continue, continue it or not. Um, but definitely just, I support the kids the most. Um, 
but eventually, if not here, I would love to run a tennis center on my own. Um, but it would be nice <laughs> if it was here, you know, where I grew up playing tennis, even if it was at a late age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. <laughs> What's going on? What are you on? doing What's back this? here? Oh, my keys. I left my keys here. <laughs> Typical. Okay, instant. I left my keys. Who, who is that? We're doing a Tipsy Tennis Podcast. This is his podcast that he's been doing. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. yeah it's, it's, you got you to gotta get Winston in. This on is this Mr. Team. Winston Ramsey, my very first tennis coach. Back I when I was five years old, four years old. Oh, sorry. Okay, <laughs> now, now he's up here. All big and handsome. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here we go. Right, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> it's all good. It's all okay. good. Okay. <laughs> all right. These are two best people in the world. All right, Thank and you. they're good tennis players too. All right. All right. I gotta tell Elizabeth I saw you. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. We'll all see you later, Winston. Thanks. What a guy. All right. We are coming to a wrap up pretty okay. soon. Sure. Uh, I have a few questions that I'm just going to fire off. Okay. <laughs> Give me your best answer. Number one, if you could play doubles with somebody, who would it be? Roger Federer. Roger Federer. How many rackets have you broken? Three. What's your favorite adult beverage? Jameson. Uh, do you wear sunscreen before you go on court? No. Top three <laughs> underrated players? I think Nakashima was an underrated player. Uh, Mackenzie McDonald. I love that guy. I'm starting to love him, too. <laughs> it's an underrated player. Um, uh, what about a non-Asian player? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> but representing US, USA, right? Not, Both of them. Yeah, not Japan. I was going to say Taro Daniel, but he's also <laughs> representing the, the U.S. But... Um, Another underrated player, um, myself. I'm an underrated tennis player. Underrated tennis player. Under- <laughs> Would you rather win the U.S. Open or the FIFA World Cup? The U.S. Open. Would you rather win U.S. Open or World Tour Finals? Still U.S. Open. What's one tournament you want to go to before you leave this earth? Before I leave this earth... Australia, Australian Open. If you could vacation with five players, who would you go with and where? Perfect. I know Federer, you're going to throw Federer I'm gonna, out there. I'm going to throw Federer and Nadal. And their giant fucking yacht. Okay. Yes. I mean, Nadal has a yacht, so that's already <laughs> that's already included there. Um, Grigor Dimitrov. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's two, three. Tommy Haas. Okay, I see where this is going. Tommy Haas. Uh, should I include females? I don't know. There's already four males in there. <laughs> Boys, a uh, guy's trip. Um, you know, Benoit Pair. Where would you guys go? Bora Bora. Bora Bora. Nice. That's where we would go. What's the next question you would ask Ooh. us? Who would you take on for Naked and Afraid? As a... <laughs> who would I? Is that a question you asked me? Who would I do naked? In yes, with? yes. It has to be a female because it's male, male and female. So, so I'm gonna go against the grain, and I'm not gonna pick the hottest chick on tour. 
because I need something a little more more practical. You know what I mean? Um, uh, <laughs> you're gonna find this hilarious, but for some reason, on uh, Jabur, I feel like she would be like a great partner. I feel like she she. You drop like if I'm dropped in a jungle or like on an island with her. That's a good choice. I dude like she has like a kind of a a good personality, but I I feel like if you put any like a weapon in her hand, she yeah. would just fucking like go ham. You know what I mean? Like I could count on her catching <laughs> catching dinner. <laughs> like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the the stay at stay at hut partner. Stay at a hut partner. Stay at a hut partner. It's like a hammock or like a like a like a little tent. With I'm leaves. gonna be busy building a hammock. And she's <laughs> gonna like, be go hunting boars and stuff like that. That's actually a really good choice. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a really good choice. I don't know. I have to, she, she, no, she, no, she gives no. Me that's that, good. Uh, that, 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 that in the best way possible. You know, I'm not. You know, I'm not. All right. Well. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, players on and off the court. Niños y niñas. Niños y niñas. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening in to this episode of the Tipsy Tennis Broadcast. Um, podcast or broadcast? Broad, uh, podcast. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the tipsy tennis podcast uh thank you again kenji for taking the time thank you so much uh i hope you enjoyed yourself at least a little bit yes um alcohol's on me you don't don't worry about it (laughs) thank you (laughs) um any final words you want to leave our listeners with stay tipsy